Hey guys, um, just a quick thing. We had an issue with recording for The Little Princess. So this week we are actually going to be posting The First Wives Club. So that's why it's a little off from what we said it was going to be. But all right, enjoy the episode. Bye. Hey guys, welcome back to Classic Sundays. I'm here with Lena, and today we watched The First Wives Club. Um, it's a 1996 movie um, about three women who um, all are going through divorces. And at um, one of their friends' funerals, they get back together after 30 years um, and discover the reason why the friend had um, committed suicide. And then they all realize that all of their ex-husbands have taken them for granted and deciding it's time for revenge they make a pact to get back at their exes so i feel like we can just jump right in it is your movie lena so you can go first it was i've actually never seen this movie before i've seen the tiktok clips mm-hmm. of the song you know you don't own me yeah so that was part of the reason I want to watch it. Plus, I mean, it's got Goldie Hawn, it's got M- Bette Midler, and Diane Keaton. And Diane mm-hmm. Keaton is one of my absolute favorite actresses, and I've loved Goldie Hawn in everything I've seen her in. I love Goldie Hawn. And I did not realize that you ha- there were such big names in this movie. I mean, Sarah Jessica Parker, um, what's his name? Richard Gere also was in it. Like, there Dane were, Maggie I, Smith is also in it. Dave Maggie Smith was in it. I loved her character. And there were a few, I'm sure there were a few other names I missed that were just major, major names. And I personally loved this movie. I thought it was great. <laughs> it was, it kept going and rolling and it was never boring. It never like had a section in it where I'm going, could you just hurry it up? You know, and I felt like it really showed women as women truly are, including female friendships, which, you know, can involve some hair pulling and some making up. That mm-hmm. sounds dirty. Don't don't post that. <laughs> no, it makes sense. But, but yeah, I I really liked it. What did you think? I have watched this movie well over. 10 times um it is actually one of my favorite movies um i just rewatched it just for like extra details because i remembered most of it but it's been like about maybe a year or two since i've watched it i try to rewatch it like every couple years but it is one of my favorite movies i every single time i watch it it's like i've learned something new about it or i remember something new about it i never get bored i feel like the comedy the the story plot like everything in this movie it just it never gets old and it never gets bad and it's never like oh, I'm I'm never gonna watch this movie again I'm all set like I it is one of my favorite movies and when you said like you wanted to do this movie I was like oh hell yeah like I am so for it it is top tier for me I love I love because like my first note for my like the movie was like men are trash I just I just love knowing me and you know me I am 
I am very hesitant on relationships and everything. And this just kind of like solidifies my like, you know, you don't need a man. And it's just, I just, I love the, the way these women are used by their husbands, but they just grab their power back and they're like, you know, F you. And they just dog their like ex-partners. And it's, it's just amazing to see them going from like depressed and hating their lives and not having anyone to lean on to growing their friendship, you know, growing into themselves and then just kind of, I don't know, just evolving into just like powerhouse women that like don't need to rely on their significant others or their ex-husbands to have worth and self-worth. And I just, I don't know. I just love, I don't know. I just watching this as a little kid, I always took away that like, you never need a man to be successful. You never need a man to feel empowered. And you never need a man to be, you know, in love. And I just, I don't know. I just love this movie so much. And the way that the director and the actors and everyone just, I don't know. For me, it's its one of my favorite movies. Top 10 for me with this movie. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was definitely one of the biggest things that I liked about it. Um. And I love the fact that Dame Maggie Smith's character is this extremely elegant woman. Mm-hmm. But that's also... been married like five times. She was the yes. first wife and the second and the third, the third. and the fourth. And, the fourth. and, <laughs> and that's what she's accustomed to her lifestyle. <laughs> like, I, I mean, it. if you're going to be wife number two, three, four, and five, or one, two, three, four, and five, I mean, you may as well walk away with the best possible deal you can. Because in that society, you can't expect 10, 20 years go by and you're going to be replaced replaced by some hot new young thing, you know, easy mm-hmm. as can be. Um, and so you may as well. And I love the fact that she used the Sarah Jessica Parker's character as yeah. well mm-hmm. uh, to just kind of dig in a little bit further at the husband <laughs> no that's why i just i don't know i just love this movie the comedy just the story it just it all works really well with how every woman is portrayed it's almost i feel like it would almost be amazing if they just didn't have any men in this movie it was just an all-female cast i feel like that would have been better but i get why they needed the, the men in it just to you know add to the plot of the story yeah um, but it was like that, was it the woman, if I'm not mistaken, kind of have it like that type of like S yeah. where you talk about the man, but the man's not in the movie. Yeah. That is the, exactly the woman. And I, yeah. I can see where you're coming from where if they had redone this movie in that style where the men are t- discussed, but you never see them. Yeah. It would, it would be interesting to see how possible that would be mm-hmm. so, or would it just turn into another version of the women yeah that no. that is the other thing because in this case you did have that diversity with you know the butcher shop scene where she basically Bette Midler's character basically lays down the law of what's going to happen with the husband yep and how he's not going to leave her high and dry and barely able to afford the bills yep just because some hot new young thing, you know, st- struck a leg, you know, walked by him. Yeah. I love 
how Elise's character and the fight scene too in the apartment um, between Goldie Hawn's character and Bette Miller's character. Um, I loved that whole scene because you could tell it was like the older sister and the younger sister clawing yep. at each other. And then poor Annie, Diane Keaton's character, stuck as the middle child of, I just want to be good and He's not like, get in trouble and not argue. The toy that two kids want. And she's just being pulled uh, like back and forth yeah. and choose a side. <laughs> yeah. And then in the end, because you knew, you just knew watching this movie too, Elise at some point would have to face the reality of her drinking problem. Yeah. And I loved how natural that whole scene played out where she had to face her drinking problem. And I actually kind of liked how they added that in because I feel like each woman obviously has a different personality and is living a different life, but they all somehow are still living the same life, if that makes sense. Yes. And I feel like each character had their own problems. And like, I like how with Goldie's, um, like Elisa's character, she obviously was a movie star that is now coming to terms with her age. And I feel like a lot of women face that problem where, you know, they're always like this trophy wife. And then all of a sudden now they're no longer the young hot one. And they're trying to basically come to terms with it. And a lot of women, especially like that, you know, are in that area do turn to like plastic surgery and drinking and like, you know, drugs that are, you know, given by their doctors. And it's kind of nice to, see that in her character and kind of her like growing up from it and like Beth um, Midler's character where she's like a divorced mom that's basically trying to figure out how she's going to support her child and how you know she's living through and like it, I I resonate with her because like that's I saw my mom going through that and it's like each character just you I feel like you could bond with them even though obviously it's a fictional and they're rich women in New York City Anyone who watches this movie can bond to these characters, no matter like where your background's from. And I, that's why I just also like, I feel like this movie is amazing for that like fact is that everyone who watches it will come out feeling that they were, you know, seen and they were, have been heard. And, you know, I don't know. I just, I just love how empowering this movie is to women. But, yeah. No. And I love how at the end, you know, this movie could very easily have been just about the first wives of these men getting their revenge. I yeah. left it at that because that was sort of what happened with, oh, what's that? The mistress. Yeah. With, um, what's her name? Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker? No. Um, the teenager, the 16-year-old? No, the mistress the, was... The therapist? A, no, the mistress was a movie. Oh, okay. Never mind. I thought you were talking about one of the girls in the movie. The mistress, um, Cameron Diaz. I think you and I watched it. Oh, the other woman. the other woman where the That's three women it. get together, and then the ending is just him losing all his money. Yeah, and, and then it cuts getting, off. You know, basically. walking through a glass door and all yeah. this good, good old fashioned revenge stuff. Yeah, and but I this one actually like- had like a nice little like. You know, it started Good. out as revenge. Yeah. And then we found something better. Yeah. And they opened up the, you know, the shelter and the facility to be able to help women mm-hmm. who just like them were lost and not sure what to do because all of a sudden they're being replaced. All of a sudden they have to figure out yep. what they're going to do with their lives moving forward. You know, how to 
get an attorney to fight for you so to speak and that sort of thing and I like the fact that it went from potentially just a petty revenge to like an actual actual, yeah an actual good result and you know helping other women and I definitely like that part Um, although I will say the um, window cleaning scene yeah was hilarious freaking his character made me laugh because the other two are like barely hanging on just sick as can be and she's like can we go again yeah i love goldie han i love her in so much i need to watch more movies with her in it i feel like we should have a a goldie han month or even a diane keaton month i just love them yeah they're i I, yeah i definitely definitely love this whole movie was fantastic Yep. So, do we have Chantel's thoughts? No, I don't think she watched the movie just because she was finishing with her um paper and then she was going to Sydney, so it was kind of I don't think she had time. Yeah, I actually like I just pulled up some fun facts so um we can go through them. They might not be like as researched as hers are, but there'll be something, you know. So but oh, can we like quickly talk about Trump's wife in this? Like, yeah, I just love yeah. that they added his first wife into this movie, and she's just basically like, "Don't get revenge, just get everything." And I love it. I love it so much. I love it. Yeah, I mean that is. You may as well just add the best first wife into the movie First Wives Club. But yeah. okay, well, I guess. Um, do you want to give our the ratings then for yeah. what you thought? let's um my thought is this movie is absolutely fantastic you must see you will not be disappointed um and i rate it as a 9.5 i'm well you do points i just do like solid numbers so Mm. mine is like mine's the same price like not price mine's (laughs) the same um uh, number as yours basically mine's a nine as well out of a ten i it is a a reason why it's my top 10 and it's a reason why I also watch it so often you know it's it's just such a good movie for woman empowerment without being like your typical like you know we're just gonna get revenge on the men exactly and then there is like revenge in it like I mean there is there's there's not as much like man hating as you would think in this movie it's more like comeuppance Pretty much. And like Bette Midler's character, she doesn't hate her husband and she makes it very clear. She still loves him. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, the fact that she essentially took over the running of his business made it legal and legitimate. So in the end, she's actually helping him. And you could tell, you know, with the narration at the end of the movie, there were they were going to get back together. Yeah eventually he had his thing they you know all of that and they're going to get back together and you you just you knew that just like you knew that Elise was going to move on and start dating hot young things and never marry again because she never wanted to deal with it again and like as a married woman you are a married woman would you this is where I stumble because I personally am the type of person that does not give like second chances when it comes to situations like that. Like if you cheat on me, I don't think I could ever take you back, especially if like you're 20 years down the road, you've had like built this like life together 
And then one day you just decide that you want to leave and, you know, start seeing and sleeping with other women that are much younger and, you know, than me. And then you want to just crawl back and say, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know if I could ever, like, I'm like kind of how Diane Keaton, she's like, you know, go drop dead, you know, type of person. But I don't know, like with Bette Miller's character, uh, character, I just don't know how she would take him back. I think... Especially when he saw how poorly his like mistress was treating her where in one of the first scenes with all three of them together the mistress him and Bette Midler she's like you should go find dresses in your size like and she does like fat and he just stands there looks at her and then just walks away and then you're gonna take him back I don't know well, like, I just feel like that is he, not the way that should have went at least in my opinion I don't think she should take him back so with that you could already tell he was regretting it because, like, he didn't walk away. He slunk away. But he and, never like, said anything. Like, can you he imagine? He never said anything. You could clearly tell he was not comfortable. Bette Midler's character did fire the first shot. The mistress was st- is stupid and petty. We all knew this. I mean, she didn't know what a chase it was. Let's be real here. Um, And, like, she bought things just because... Uh, Dame Maggie Smith's character t- t- told her to buy things like yeah. a china plate. Exactly. Um, so we all knew what kind of character she was playing, but he slunk away. And I think the thing too with this movie that I really liked was it shows the different experiences women have in that regard. Because for Chris and I, if it, in that kind of situation, heaven forbid, it'd be a lot more volatile. It would it would be more like Goldie Hawn's characters mm-hmm. kind of thing. It would be very, very, like, bitter, no, no going back kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There are some relationships, though, they are more like Bette Midler's, you know, marriage, the way that it fell apart. They also had kid, a kid together, a very sweet kid together, who both absolutely adored and you know they spent 20 plus years together and for them that kind of history meant more than just his midlife crisis and there is that experience there are women who choose to forgive and to take them back I guess There's like, also I the women that can't never. get over their husbands the way Annie, Diane Keaton's character, could not get over her husband, could not get over her husband. Then all of a sudden, because she depended on him for her self-esteem. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she starts growing a little bit more. And she grows her own self-esteem. And so when she's faced with the choice of take him back or not, usually it's kick rocks. Yeah drop dead like how she said it's just for me that's just such a hard like I'm, I guess I'm there's certain things I have a hard line for and there's certain things that I'm soft and I like you know I'll let it pass and like I'll always make excuses but I feel like cheating is is one of my like biggest things and I mean obviously I'm not in a relationship and you know I don't for have that people. much but that well, is like one of my hard lines of like if someone were ever to do that it's just just break up with me you know and then cheat you know why like 
it just, ugh, I don't know. I, I would not be the type of person that would break him, um, like bring or take him back. I would be, like you said, a Goldie Hawn character where I will sell all of our, our belongings for 50 cents and just give him 25 cents and be like, here you go. You know, this is our life together. That's all it, it felt you know, like, you know, like that's how I would just go insane and or or even not like I just feel like I would just cut all ties. I feel like that's the type of person that would also be is just completely just never speak to you ever again. You no longer a part of my life and that's it. So I don't know. It is an interesting thing to see how a woman could take someone back like that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it happens Uh, for most people. I would say it's an absolute not, but also, you know, one of our other favorite movies that we've had on this podcast that we watched was the women. And in the end of it, uh, the main character, she does take Steven back, you know, and the original movie, she 100% takes him back. And in the modern version, she's willing to listen to him, willing to go out on another date with him on her terms. Yeah. But still, she's willing to give him. And so I think that that. Yeah. I think that that experience should definitely, you know, I like the fact that it is acknowledged because it does happen. And there's, you know, mm-hmm. it's the it's a woman's choice. Yeah, I guess with that. It's just so hard to cuz you know, everyone has different opinions, you know, and sometimes it's like it's like you can't like understand someone else's like viewpoint when it comes to certain things like that. You know what yeah. I mean? So, but yeah, I guess we can just go into classics and Yep, I... Oh, did we want to do some fun facts? Oh, yeah. Wait, let me um pull them up real quick. It's not anything crazy. They're just so fun, fun facts. pulled up a few as well. Um, one thing that I did notice, I don't think it's really a fun fact, but um, the character... Hold on, let me pull this up real quick. Cynthia Swan, who killed, the fourth friend who killed herself. Yeah. Um, she was played by Stockard Channing, who also played the um, one aunt in uh, Practical Magic. Yeah. No, I, I knew that I noticed her from something. At first, I thought she was that one actress. Uh, what is she called? She played Cleopatra. She has her own, like, perfume. She died, like, a while ago. Oh, Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, she has the same, like, vibe as Elizabeth Taylor. So I was like, is that Elizabeth Taylor? And I had to, like, relook, and I was like, okay, that's not Elizabeth Taylor. But, yeah, I had a... I was like, wait, what? But she this looks movie, familiar. Yeah. Um, it stayed number one for three consecutive weeks um, after it came out. Um, it, But I believe it made $105 million dollars um domestic so it made like a good amount of money it was like a a box office hit and for a movie that they did not originally think would actually amount to anything in fact they called it success a complete fluke which i'm pretty sure they did with the women as well Mm -hmm. and Um, oh you want to go no so uh the actresses um starred in a bunch of things together so sarica sorry sarica Sarah Jessica Parker and Bette Midler um, co-starred in Hocus Pocus and then Diane Keaton and Goldie Goldie, I can't speak today Goldie Hawn um, would reunite um, 
in the town and country movie and then there were some other like little shows like the family stone so a lot of them came back together they had like played in a lot of roles together and um apparently we're supposed to be getting a a remake um on tv land about um the first wives club i don't have a date yet but they are remaking it so i guess we'll see how that works I don't know. That would be interesting. Also, fun fact, Bette Midler, Goldie Hawn, and Diane Keaton all celebrated their 50th birthday. Together in this movie? Together in this movie. Yep. I can't believe they're 50 in this movie. They were 50 in this movie, which does not look like, uh, they don't look like it at all. Yeah, they were all born within 45 days of each other. And also, out of all of the actresses who play wives in the film, Diane Keaton was the only one who had never been married, and Bette Midler was still originally married to her first husband since 1984. So that made Goldie Hawn the only divorcee in real in life. In the movie, yeah. Actually, yeah. this um, this movie is 25 years old. It came out the year I was born. Oh, and oh, actually, wow. the TV series is already out. It came out in 2019. So technically, it's still airing. It doesn't say that it hasn't stopped. So, yeah, it's twenty five years old, and it has a a spinoff. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good movie. What is? I think I, yeah. Victor Garber, actually, I think was who played Leslie. Um, is Goldie Hawn's husband? In the movie. Mm-hmm. Not. It was Victor Garber. I always confuse him with Richard Gere. But it was actually Victor uh, Garber. Who did it. Who played it. Um, he's. Known for Titanic. Yeah. Um, and all those other movies. He's a great actor. Yeah. Uh, legally Blonde. So. But yeah. This. I mean. This movie was chock full of. Stars. Stars. And I remember seeing something about the amount of uh, Oscar winners on this movie as well. There were quite a few of them. In fact, um, this movie was based on a novel, a 1992 novel of the same name. And um, it had six Academy award winners on the cast so yeah they i mean it's a i don't know i think this movie is fantastic and um i think we should move into classics classics all right so i don't have a definition i keep forgetting to get one from chantelle but i guess we define classic by rewatchability the era the genre the script, um, the fashion, everything, the kind of... How well it embodied its time period. Exactly. How well it stands the test of time. So and if this movie today, 25 years later, will speak to the cat, to the people watching it, would it yeah. still have the same message? And I personally think this movie is, in fact, a classic. I think no matter what time period you watch it, there will always be women who were first wives, you know, and who had to go through that process or just 
women who have friendships mm-hmm. like that began with them in college. And um, oh, also, I wanted to mention, I love the fact that they at the end when they opened their center all wore the necklace that their friend gave them i was actually gonna mention that in honor of her well i mean the center was named after so it makes sense that they did that but it wasn't they didn't wear it in a way that was showy and they never mentioned anything about that necklace to anyone during that entire movie Mm -hmm. which i thought was really amazing and it was sort of like that symbolic bond a physical manifestation of that symbolic bond of friendship that they all had. No, because like that was great. I, I was actually going to mention that too, um, but I I also believe that's classic. There's a reason why I watched it over ten times. It is something that even I'm not a wife, um, but I can relate to it. I enjoy the movie. I will never say no to watching it. And so I, I definitely think it is a classic and it's a definitely a must watch for anyone. And like you said about the the necklaces, I did like that as well. And I actually was going to be like, hey, like I kind of low key kind of want to do something like that with like <laughs> us just being like something like that. We can all have something that matches and that like means something to us. So I feel like friendships, you know, I we can totally make it all i ask is please can we not do a full-on pearl necklace oh, yeah i don't because like a full-on pearl I wore, necklace i think that's I a little wore, outdated i wore one it wasn't real pearls i'll admit but i wore one it was very good imitation and i practically ripped it off my neck by the time it hit 10 a.m yeah. i just i felt like i was being choked i just i feel like for me personally i i like pearls but I feel like a full pearl necklace like that is like something that your grandma wears. So I feel like it's a little too aging, but we can always hit the, the you know. We can always hit the, the design yeah. interest for some ideas. Exactly. But I, I like that idea. Yeah. But um. all right then. So next week is going to be my movie, which is um, The Fifth Element. So I'll let you go so you can put her to bed and then I'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the episode. I just wanted to remind you guys that we post every Sunday. So I hope to see you guys next weekend. Thank you. Bye.